Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leather Brains. As always, I am your host, Slapdog, and I have my producer, good friend, and co-host, Mr. Scotty Del Rey here with me today. Scotty, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm struggling, dude. I uh, We went out on the town last <laughs> night with uh, my brother who, oh, uh, who lives in Dallas. He was back in town, and we drank at a bar for about 12 straight hours. And I woke up this morning rough. I'm just now feeling like functioning. So if I uh, if I say anything stupid, it's not my own fault. It's just because I'm on the verge of death. Okay. Just so you know. Well, well noted. What were you drinking? That's the question. See, that's the thing is that normally I drink whiskey, as everyone knows. But uh, because we were drinking for such a long stint of time, I drank beer. And that makes you feel terrible, it turns out. Or at least me. What's what's the what's the beer choice for Scott Del Rey? Well, I was just drinking light beer, so I, I like a good IPA or something like that if I'm drinking it for taste, but drinking it over the course of 12 hours, I was just drinking Bush Light. Yeah, I mean, Bush Light, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do like a Bush Light, and especially like you mentioned, if you're going to be in it for the long haul, you got to you gotta drink something light. So um, I hope you feel better. Welcome. Welcome to Leather Brains. <laughs> we're, we're happy to have you here. Um and uh, we're happy to have you listeners here as well. Um, as always, some things happened, so let's get into it. Let's get down, let's get down to business. First thing I want to talk about is the NFL news this week. Um, Matt Nagy was hired by the Chiefs to be a senior quarterback coach. I have my thoughts. Scott Del Rey, as a Chiefs fan, do you have any thoughts on this? Well... I don't think I would have considered myself a fan of Matt Nagy, but sort of like, you know, Patrick Mahomes' fiance and brother, uh, I'm embracing him into the <laughs> into the family. So uh, yeah, right. I love Matt Nagy; That's he's right. the best, and uh, and I look forward to supporting him blindly for the foreseeable I was, future. I here was my hope with Matt Nagy is he never found another coaching job in his entire career again. That's not realistic of me. He did find another job, and I hope that uh, he does well with the Chiefs. But I was not sold on Matt Nagy. I don't really like Matt Nagy. I think he's an idiot. But um, and also, he did not. He did a terrible job with Fields as a quarterback coach. So him coming in as the Chiefs' quarterback coach, I'm like, I just don't know. But I'm sure it'll be fine. They're already in a proven system, and they do very well. And they have Patrick Mahomes. So. Um, and he, knowing Matt Nagy, he'll probably end up being some kind of coordinator somewhere down the road. Um, other piece of news is Russell Wilson. He took down all of his Seahawks related stuff on Twitter. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see that, but I know that it happened because I read the show notes before we started. So, okay. Uh, yeah, Good job. I'm on, I'm Good all job. caught up. Is this an indication that he will be leaving Seattle? I Have think you, so. I, I think there was there was always a chance that he was going to leave, or a good chance that he was going to leave. Um, just given the situation there, I think that he's looking for a new spot. Um, as far as where he'll end up, uh, who knows? Have you reached out to Sierra yet? I know that I thought you had some contacts contacts that might 
get you in in contact with her have you have you reached out to any of those and thought of where sierra might want to go um you know i haven't reached out to her in as much as i've looked at images of her online um but i'm hoping that (laughs) by doing that i'm communicating with her telepathically and so she will be getting the messages that i'm sending so it's it's an unproven system but it's uh you know it may turn out good yield results yeah okay um in other news, uh, Michael Bidwell, he is the owner for he is the owner for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he released a statement talking about Kyler Murray, um, and and we previously talked about Kyler Murray on on many of episodes. But K one had posted on his Instagram and said, you know, I'm not about this business. I'm I'm here to work hard and X Y and Z and all this other stuff. And Michael Bidwell came out and he said that um, he believes in Kyler Murray. And he knows that he's all about his work, and, and he, he loves that about him. So I'm going to take that as uh, as the Arizona Cardinals. Everything is peaceful again, and all is good in the world. As a Cardinals fan, that is what I'm hoping for. And uh, and for him coming out to say that, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they whatever feud was going on is, has been resolved. Um, yeah. I, I do think that it's, it's a good sign for K1 that – you know, he, he acted in a way that was, you know, definitely worth some criticism, I think. Yeah. Um, but being being able to just jump right back on the horse and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm done with the nonsense. Uh, I'm ready to stick it out and be a professional um, and then have the support of those around him as he does that is a good sign because everyone's going to make mistakes, especially when dealing with the media and the public. Uh, so being able we deal to with just it every day, uh, you know, make the mistake. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I don't make any mistakes, but I've seen you make many mistakes. Yes. So I understand that it could be tough to work with. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's why but, I wanted uh, but yeah, you so on the, this. The, that's why I wanted you on the podcast is just to help minimize risk because I am a huge risk factor and you don't make mistakes. Yeah. You're a wild card and I am so. I am a pristine broadcaster, like as good <laughs> as it gets. Uh, okay. Uh, other news. Um, Sean McStay's. With the Rams, he came out uh, on Saturday and said that he is not. He was one of the candidates for a um, for a broadcaster, uh, and had I think he had he had mentioned you know mid year that it would be cool to do, or maybe he'd explore that in the future. Uh, but he has come out and said he is staying with the Rams for this upcoming season. So Sean will not be an announcer or a broadcaster uh, this year. He will still be with the Rams. Yeah, last not real thing surprising I have to there. note. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really surprised either. I mean, they just won the Super Bowl. He's got a really good team. It, it makes sense. Um, last thing of note for the the news, you know, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel because not a lot's going on. Um, but the Saints have restructured Michael Thomas's contract, meaning that he will probably stay with the Saints this upcoming season. Do you have any thoughts? No, not really anything that we haven't talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas is a phenomenal receiver, but you got to figure out who's hucking the ball to him. Um, and I think uh, you get Laser Jameis throwing a couple balls into the sun. Michael Thomas is going to come down with them. It'll be good. It, it will be. It will be. I, I am curious to see where, what they do with uh, if they bring Laser Jameis back because he is one of those bridge quarterbacks that a lot of teams are looking for. Um, some dates to note because I think this is important for our listeners and it, it is very important for us as a podcast. Um, there's a couple different dates that I just want to just let you guys know of because they're upcoming and they do have impact as far as NFL, fantasy football, dynasty football, all that good stuff. So the NFL combine is coming up. It starts March 1st. So if you're listening to this today, 
uh, then the NFL Combine has started, and it goes throughout until March 7th. So that is the Combine. That is where we will get to see these upcoming rookies and kind of see, you know, what they're capable of. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything incredible because we already kind of have seen what they're what they've done on the field, but um, it will be good to see them in the Combine. Um, after that, March 8th is the last day for franchise tags for teams. So I, I am willing to bet that we are going to see here in the upcoming days people getting franchise tagged um, because that's that wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I think some of those key players, some of those big names, or some of them will get franchise tagged. We will see. March 16th is a day I'm looking forward to very, 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 very much because that is when the NFL free agency starts. You're going to see a lot of movement of players. That is very important for fantasy football, for dynasty football, and for the NFL in general. So March 16th is going to be very fun, and that continues until April 22nd. That is the last day of free agency for players. So after that, free agency has ended. And then... The moment we've all been waiting for, the NFL draft starts April 28th to the 30th. It's going to be really, really fun and exciting. We're going to get to see where some of these young players go and how that impacts the teams. So um, super fun stuff, just dates to know because it impacts you in fantasy football. That's what we're here for. So any questions about that, Matt? You, I, Any comments, questions, or concerns about those dates? No, honestly, I was barely paying attention, so I, I think you handled it well. <laughs> okay, perfect. I Thank you. I've worked very hard. Um, okay, so today we want to go over some of Slapdog's cells for Dynasty football. I think that is something that is going to provide quite a bit of information for you guys. And these are players that I am not high on in Dynasty football and would look at offloading and selling if possible. So before we start, Matt, I'm going to tell you something. And I, and I want to see if you know the answer. Oh, God. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook. All very, very well-known running backs, correct? Uh, sure. What do they all have in common? Any guesses? Well, they're... They're all running backs? They are all running backs, and they are all also will be 26 years or older moving into this upcoming season. That's scary. That's scary for fantasy football and dynasty football because this is kind of the age where people start to to phase themselves out a little bit, and all of those are big-name running backs. So the first person I have on my list of cells is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is somebody who I would sell in Dynasty football. Uh, he played 14 out of 18 games this last year. Uh, and his, his biggest problem is his durability, his ability to stay healthy. And I think that it's going to start, it's going to continue to decline. Do I think he will have relevance this year? Yes. But I think that he's starting to hit that point. And I, I don't blame it on his age alone, but we we saw it last season. I would start to try and flip him and get some value out of him. So he's he is first up on that list for me. You have any thoughts on that? No, I think I agree. I mean, uh, I, I imagine as we're going down this list here, the 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 common theme is going to be these are folks that you wouldn't necessarily obviously want to sell, but the idea is that you sell them while they still have value and yes. looking forward at their uh, future production. Mm-hmm. Um, so he definitely applies there, where you know he's someone that does hold fantasy value, does hold fantasy relevance, but 
The question is how much longer is that going to be the case and what can you get for him right now? Yes. Yes. I, and I, I think Dalvin cook's a great runner, but I would start to look at maybe flipping him for like a cam Akers or a JK Dobbins or, or someone like that where they're young. JK Dobbins had gotten hurt. Uh, he tore his ACL very early last year. Um, but I think he is going to come back and have immediate relevance for the Ravens. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I would look at, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you need to trade this guy for this person because there's, that's not how fantasy football works. But, um, as we go down this list, I've given some maybe slight recommendations for flip players on some of them. So he's the first one on my list. And the second one is going to come at a surprise for many people probably, but it's Clyde Edwards Alaire. I've never been high on Clyde. I don't really care for Clyde as a running back and I would personally try and sell him. I have a question. I have two questions for you. Two part question. First and foremost, if you had to guess Scotty, what position in all of running backs, what position do you think Clyde Edwards Elaire finished in this year? Of all running backs? For fantasy, for, yeah, for fantasy football. Total position value. What, what do you think he finished at? Mm, I'd probably guess Just spitballing. Mid, mid-20s. Yeah, I, I would have too. I would have I, initially, I would have thought eh, probably mid to late 20s. He finished at running back 46 this mm. last year. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. And he's young. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a young running back, um, but he, he only played in 10 out of 18 games this last year, and that, that attributes to why he finished at running back 46. He doesn't pass the eyeball test for me, personally, I, and he never has. Um, and, and watching the Chiefs games when he was playing, he didn't he didn't pass the eyeball test and he was starting to get into a platoon with other running backs. And I don't see that changing. I don't. From a fantasy football perspective, I do not see Clyde Edwards-Alaire being that top tier running back. I would try and sell him while he, you know, while while he has some relevance. He's young. People are high on on young players. He is probably listed as RB1 on the depth chart. I would look at moving him for something else because I I don't like Clyde and I, I don't think he will produce. As a Chiefs fan, do you have any thoughts on that? That was my other part. That was part two. Um, from the analyst side, uh, no, I think, uh, I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. Uh, but from the Chiefs fan side, um, I have to say you are banned from the show, and I would suggest <laughs> ZipRecruiter as a way to find a new job. Oh no! And we'll have to get you get you replaced. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I I being honest, I would agree with you. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire, you're right. The, the the thing that you said that resonates most with me is the eyeball test. Um, and he mm-hmm. he has never been someone who I mean he's got explosive plays every now and again, but when you watch him run, he's just not at the same level as some of the elite running backs in the NFL. And you could just see it as he carries the ball. Um, so I don't disagree as much as it pains me to say. Yeah. And I think, I think losing Kareem hunt for the chiefs was, I mean, Kareem hunt is, is a, he's a top tier running back and he's done great with the Browns as the one, two punch for him and Chubb losing him for the chiefs, I think was a huge blow for their running back room. And Clyde is not able to fulfill that role. I just don't see it. I haven't seen it. And I don't think I will see it. Um, but, you know, I I struggle because he is young. And will he continue to have relevance? I just don't, I don't think it's there. I would look at moving on. Um, number three on my list of sells, 
is probably someone that is not necessarily a shock, but some people might not agree with, um, is George, Georgie Kittle, Georgie boy. And, and I, I say this with all due respect because I do love George Kittle and I think he is an incredible tight end, but, uh, I, I, I don't think he is, I, I think his value right now is decently priced and I would look at moving him for that reason, uh, because his injuries are starting to stack up. Uh, he has been hurt the last couple of years and he's been in and out. Um, and, and he's, he's also getting a new quarterback. He's getting a quarterback change and that could be great or that could be detrimental to his success. Um, and, and I would not want to risk that. So while he is the top tier, a top tier tight end, I would look to try and move him and, and get someone else. We know that Lance is going to be using his legs more. We know that he is going to, be moving the chains with his legs and and I think that is going to hurt Kittle's production I think Kittle will be a target that he looks at for sure I I don't think that's going to change but uh, I don't see Kittle in the long term being that guy and while he still is that guy I would look at moving him I think there's some other tight ends that you could look for Um, you know Kittle trade Kittle for one of these tight ends plus something um Hawkinson is a great tight end name to throw out there I think you will have relevant Noah Fant I like Noah I think he if they can get a quarterback in Denver he will do well uh Dawson Knox is another name to say I'm not going to give exact trade things because once again like I mentioned earlier fantasy football every team's different every situation is different but just some names to throw out there to maybe consider um I'm not high on on Kittle I am I, I do love Kittle but I, I I think now is a good time to sell him so just to clarify, I mean, you, you're you not necessarily saying that any of those names are better in the here and now. No, than no, no, Kittle, no, 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 no. But, but you mean just for longevity purposes, looking into you, especially in Dynasty Leagues, looking into the next couple seasons, yeah. um, you know, it's it, it's a good time to trade him because he's got high value now and you can get your money's worth. Yes, absolutely. And I like I said, I think George Kittle is a, a great tight end. Um, and I, I do think he still has the ability to be top tier, but if you can, if you can get a decent pool for him, I would consider trading. He's 20 years old and I think Kelsey's what, like 30, 31, 32. Um, I don't know. Somewhere in that range. Um, but he's somebody who is, has been injured before. There's no reason to believe that he wouldn't be injured again. Um, and I and I, I think he's a great tight end, but I if you can get a decent haul for him, so if you are looking for a tight end, maybe one of those tight ends I mentioned plus some you know something else perhaps. Um, but those are just tight ends that I I think do I think they're in the same tier as Kittle? Probably not, but I think that they will have relevance and be able to help you still f- fill that gap of Kittle. Plus, you can get something else in return. So, um, so well. Are you concerned at all with um, the idea that maybe with Trey, assuming Trey Lance is going to be the guy, um, you know, you mentioned that he's going to be picking up first downs with his legs, and that's certainly true. But also, mm-hmm. a quarterback who lives outside the box, like we expect him to be, is I think more likely to check down to those uh, to those guys running shorter routes, like tight ends uh, or running yeah. backs. Um, so I'd say there's there's a chance, uh, and uh, let me know if you agree or disagree, that Kittle actually sees an uptick in production because he's always going to be that check down guy as Lance has run it for his life outside of the outside of the box. And it could turn into a relationship like you have with Mahomes and Kelsey, where you are, you're, he's always Kelsey, looking absolutely. for his number one guy down the field. 
Yeah, and I, I think that, that's a great point, and I think that that has to be taken into consideration as a Kittle owner, that you, you have to be thinking that, because who wouldn't in their right minds? You know, a young quarterback, he's looking for somebody to throw to, so I absolutely understand where you're coming from, and look, that could happen. I'm not going to say that it's not. I'm just saying, if I can get a decent haul for Kittle, I would look at moving him based on is he going to be able to stay on the field? That's that is the concern that I'm I have more than anything else is will Kittle be playing all 18 games next year? I'm going to guess no. He's not because he will be injured or hurt to some degree. Thankfully for if you're a Kelsey owner, he hasn't been injured very often, you know, and he is he's hyper targeted by Mahomes. I'm, not, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> but that that's the point is is we we know that Kittle has is injury prone. He's not getting any younger and he will probably get a, a lot of targets at the beginning, but is that gonna is that gonna stay consistent throughout the entire year? I lean towards no because one wrong hit and he's he's gonna go down. So um, we've seen that he is injury prone. We know it, and and I, I love George Kittle. I think he's a great tight end. But if you are an owner of George Kittle, I would consider flipping him for some youth and and talent and and hopefully some some capital to some t- degree for your team. So. Um, next one I have on the list, and I, this is really, really hard for me to say because I do love this running back a lot, but Austin Eckler has made this list. Um, and I, and I see so many people that are, that are very, very high on selling Eckler. Um, and, and I, it sucks because I like the chargers. I like what they're doing with their offense and I really like Austin Eckler. I do, but I, with that in mind, um, he finished RB2 this last year, so he was he was number two running back. He did a great job. But there's a couple things here that I want to point out. Uh, he'll be 27 this upcoming year, so not an end-all, be-all, because we have seen he has incredible hands. He's running all over the field. He's catching balls everywhere. He is He's a stud, but he finished RB2, and, and that is in large part because he had 20 touchdowns this year. He had 20 touchdowns. So uh, he did great, but in fantasy football, touchdowns are not sticky. They are not consistent. A touchdown is you're grateful if one of your players gets them, but you can't expect touchdowns every week because it doesn't happen. And for that reason, I don't think Austin Eckler, I, I, I say that, he could maybe hit 20 touchdowns again next year, but I, I think it's a little bit more... I think it's a little bit less likely because I think that and I hope that Justin Herbert continues to elevate his throwing game and starts to develop that even more in his third year and uh, and and be able to air out the ball a little bit better. So Eckler has great value right now, and I'm, I'm not necessarily – there's a lot of people that are on the sell train. While I'm not the conductor of that train, I understand where they're coming from, and I would say if you can get – some good value for Eckler. I, I don't hate to sell on him. Yeah. Not on disagree. I think that the thing is, is that you're not going to see, well, I guess under the assumption that Herbert isn't going to, isn't going to massively improve his game. Cause the one thing that could help Eckler is if the, the, the uh, quarterback play and receiver play on that team steps it up a notch and you allow you you force defensive backs to have to play against the pass a little bit more opening up the field for Eckler but I understand what you're saying that um with 20 touchdowns what that does is kind of inflates the value artificially 
um, and yeah. in a way that you're not able to count on down the line. Um, so I definitely understand that for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I true, truthfully, I don't think he will get 20 touchdowns this next year. Will he still be a top-tier running back? Yeah, I do believe that, especially in the system that he's in. Um, another concern is health because he was out a couple games this last year due to injury. And is he going to be able to sustain that this upcoming year and stay healthy and be on the field all the time? Because if your player's not on the field, he's of no use to you. Um, and that is something to take concern of. So um, if you can get decent value for, for Eckler, I, I don't hate the sell. Don't undersell him because I think he will still be great for you. But um, just trying to trying to get the the brain thinking for for you Eckler owners out there. So uh, next up, and I am probably going to get a lot of criticism for this one. So um, I understand if you hate this take, but I'm I'm going to say it, and it's going to be C D Lamb. C D Lamb, he finished wide receiver 19 on the year, um, and. He only had a 20% target share, which is of a huge concern to me um, because there are so many mouths to feed in that Cowboys offense. And CeeDee Lamb is young. He's, he's young. I think he's 22, so uh, he'll be 23 in this upcoming year. Um, CeeDee Lamb has a lot of skill, but I would be worried about that because there was so much hype around CeeDee Lamb coming into this that he was going to be the wide receiver one. He was the next you know, stud receiver of the year. And he finished at 19, which is still relevant. But um, I think there's there's still some of that hype around him that he is he's going to be that guy. Um, you know, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, they they took the the majority of the workload and, and C.D. Lamb became a wide receiver three in that system. That's not something you want to see from a young wide receiver. So I, I am... I would look at pivoting away from him, and uh, and I think a lot of people are still going to see some relevance there. Um, I would look at maybe obtaining like, and I, and I wouldn't hate this trade at all, uh, a CD Lamb for like a, a Higgins move. Um, a T Higgins would be nice, or maybe like a Waddle paired with something, or you know, excuse me, some CD Lamb paired with something for Waddle or something along those lines, where where you can still get value out of CD Lamb because I think he will have it. Um, but I would look at maybe selling him. So I, do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. Well, I just, the only thing that concerns me is, is the, uh, the degree that CD lamb underperformed due to CD lamb, or is it due to the fact that Dak Prescott is underperforming? Um, and so I don't know what changes are going to be made there, if any, and that could certainly impact whether or not CD lamb is that elite wide receiver that some people think he should be. And it, I think he he is talented. I think I throw that word around way too much on this podcast, but he, he's he's talented. He 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 does have relevance from a fantasy football perspective. But if I could sell CD Lamb and get a better return on my investment, I would do so because that what really worries me is that twenty percent target share. That worries me because that means one in five balls he's getting a look and. That's not good enough from a young guy. You, you want to be able to to see more out of that, and and so I, I would stay away from it. He's young, and I think he's still got a lot of value around him. I would look mm. at moving him. Okay, and then my last guy that I have here, um, on on my list today, is uh, is going to piss off a lot of Browns fans, and uh, probably get me smited. But it is Nicholas Chubinsky. 
is uh, who I would look at selling on my last of my sell today list. He is uh, he's still a great running back. He runs hard. I like Nick Chubb, but as we mentioned at the beginning of this segment, he is aging. He's in that 26, 27 year category. And he finished wide or wide receiver. He finished running back 11 on the year, playing 14 out of 18 games. What concerns me is, is Nick Chubb going to be healthy in the long run? I lean towards no. And he is going to come into the conversation. Is he an RB1 this upcoming year? I think so. But those injuries, his health, those are concerns. So if you can move Nick Chubb, I would do that. I think most people probably tend to agree with me on that one. But uh, probably not Browns fans. But everybody else understands that. And I would look at probably moving on from Nick Chubb if possible. So... Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to really look at the Browns offense in totality and consider whether or not you'd like to be a part of it. Um, it's, this last season, it, it just proved to be very unreliable, unappealing in a lot of ways. Um, so I think Nick Chubb certainly is someone you want to, you know, it's, it's going to be, he's going to be valuable, no doubt. But if you're able to get a value trade for him, um, I wouldn't be afraid to do that by any means. No, and and. I have Nick Chubb in my dynasty league, and he is someone I'm looking to move. I, and it's tough because you know that he's going to be a, a, a running back one conversation, and, and you want to get your value for him. I'm I'm having a tough time trying to move him uh, myself, and I feel like a lot of owners will probably run into that. I don't want to undersell him because I know that he could still be relevant for my team. So it, it's tough. It really is. Uh, and I understand that probably – a lot of people are in the same boat that own Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I would look at if you can and you and you find somebody in that league that is wants him. I would I would look at moving him. So, cool. Well, we teased it last episode, and uh, and I'm really excited about this. So, it's time. Shit. Yes. No, you didn't tell me to bring sunglasses to this. Well, oh I my figured, god, I wish I would have known. I figured you were professional enough to know. I don't have any. I have I have regular here. I'll put regular glasses on. I don't have any sunglasses on. All right, that's fresh. So for that those of good. you that are watching on YouTube, um, Matt's looking really freaking cool with some aviators on. And uh, and we teased this last episode, Scotty. I'm just gonna let you take the reins on this because I know. I know how excited you are. I am excited. But here's the thing. Can you, can you get that Bruce Buffer clip one more time? I just need to feel in the zone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here we go. It's time! Welcome to, welcome to the NFL Smoke Show Showdown, the segment wherein two aggressively average and unimpressive men provide harsh criticism of the physical appearance of supermodels and Instagram stars, namely the wives of your favorite NFL players, all of whom are far out of our league. Mm -mm -mm. It's the segment that perfectly conjoins toxic masculinity and misogyny to bring you the content that you didn't know that you need and you definitely didn't ask for, but we brought it anyway. The Smoke Show Showdown, listen carefully here, is a March Madness-style tournament which will begin with the Sexy 16, followed by the Elegant 8, then the Fine 4, and finally, we will crown the NFL Smoke Show Showdown champion. Before we meet our unwilling contestants, though, there are a couple ground rules that we have to cover. 
Are you focused? I'm focused, yes. And I, I okay. all right. am very excited for this. Okay. All right. All right. So first of all, all of the contestants are people who are married or engaged to active NFL players or to players who just retired this last season. Okay. Secondly, the criticisms leveled at our contestants must be based primarily on physical attractiveness. Um, however, other factors may be allowed on a case-by-case basis because it's our podcast and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Finally, and this is most important. I mean, this is, it's, it's critical to the entire operation. Uh, please don't tell my wife that we're doing this. She will be very upset. Okay, so it's yeah, worthy of note. <laughs> it's it's worthy of note that while each contest up until the championship will be decided by Slapdog and myself, the championship round will be decided by popular vote on Twitter by our followers. And that election will be at least as safe and secure as the 2020 presidential election. So you can count on that. <laughs> And so we are going to rely on the listeners to make the final decision and choose the Smoke Show Showdown champion. And again, it's a bunch of wives of NFL players. We're going to rate them like the disgusting men that we are, and we're going to come out with the hottest wife in the NFL. So gross. So are you ready to meet your contestants? Yeah. Yes, I am. I am excited. Let's hear who our contestants for this, uh, this March gladness style bracket will so be. yeah and it's, it's worthy of noting as well so all of the uh i believe anyway correct me if i'm wrong but we're going to try and post the pictures um on social media so on instagram on twitter um so that way the listeners can participate but also this is a great reason why you should be watching us on youtube uh because we'll be able to show you the pictures yes. uh live as we go through them so yes. if you're one of these peasants just listening to the audio version just know what you're missing out on and then make sure you go follow <laughs> us on Twitter so you can participate as well. Um, so we're going to start out yep. in the first matchup of the sexy 16. We have Cooper Cup's wife versus Alex Smith's wife. And I made a conscious effort here to not actually use their names because uh, I think it's funnier that we just treat them as only <laughs> wives. Um, obviously, they are their individual people. But for the purposes of this contest, we don't care much about that. So moving on. We have Derek Watts' wife versus Matt Stafford's wife. We have Russell Wilson's wife versus George Kittle's wife. We have Jordan Poyer's wife versus Pat Mahomes' fiance. Yeah, just keep going. I'm not even going to say anything. Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We, we We have Adrian Peterson's wife versus Tom Brady's wife. We have um, Mike Evans' wife versus AJ McCarron's wife, who was all the rage back when you, when they she were. She was. I do remember her. She was. She belongs in the smoke show. <laughs> or she does. Have, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. We have uh, JJ Watt's wife versus Devonte Adams' wife. Okay. We have Baker Mayfield's wife versus Tyron Matthews' wife. To wrap it up. Now, keep in mind, um, when I was putting this together, um, I've learned that it's actually kind of difficult to find out if these people are engaged or married or divorced or dating or whatever, because everyone, all these tabloids write articles about all these NFL players and their significant others. So Mm -hmm. the idea is that we only choose wives and and fiancés, so people who are actively married or going to be married. Uh, But I may have messed that up. But 
I will urge you to not bring that up to me because you will be banned from the show if you do. <laughs> so we're going to go with it. Roll with this it. This is going to um, be really I fun. I, I'm excited. It's going to be a March Madness style bracket. Um, in each episode, we are going to pit uh, these two uh, wives slash fiancés against each other, and then we'll have a vote, and then that person moves on to the next round, and we will ultimately figure out who is the top smoke show of the NFL uh, NFL players' lovers. That was a mouthful. Yes. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, Scotty, we will have their pictures up on YouTube as we go through this. Um, and then we will have uh, on Twitter and Instagram each week we'll have polls to take votes and then we'll move people on. So I think it's going to be really, really fun and active way for March Madness and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And I, I hope our listeners are too. Yes. It'll um, be good. So uh, keep in mind that you can participate every step of the way on social media. Yep. Um, and we will maybe take your... Uh, opinions into consideration but probably not until the championship anyway um and we're going to pick the hottest one of the matchup each week and i think we're going to probably end up doing a couple or a few matchups every episode until the end of march in order to get through all of them perfect um but it'll be a, a regular segment at least for the next month yeah I'm excited about and it. I, i'm also excited so should be good um and, and hopefully our listeners uh it, it's going to be very user we need a lot of users and a lot of engagement with this so um, if you feel passionate about uh, one of the specific wives or fiancés, bring your buddies in and have them vote too. So we would love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's time for the mail. I also realized this, yeah, this is going to be, oh, sorry, guys. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just very excited. I love that drop. Well, yeah, honestly, I don't blame you at all. I, my heart pounds every time i hear that clip so uh but i was just thinking because uh i thought it'd be funny to wear the glasses for that segment yeah, I need to take but off. these these might be my degen glasses yeah we talk about degenerate stuff whether we're talking about betting or oh, smoke gonna, show wise yes we are gonna we, we gotta betting. get some degen glasses that could be a new thing yeah i agree um that is a wonderful point i will uh i will work on that i i feel ashamed of myself for not not having them handy so um i think we should do that but uh, it's time for the questions. So Delray, take us away. Yes. We're going to kick off the questions with Viking386. He asks, are you taking Swift and a 2.1 or J.K. Dobbins and D.J. Moore? I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins and D.J. Moore on this. Um, J.K. Dobbins is coming off an ACL tear, which I mentioned earlier. That's tough and it sucks, but I think J.K. Dobbins... A lot of people are high on J.K. Dobbins moving into this year, and I think I understand why. I think he he is a great running back. He's had, hopefully, the ACL tears as far behind him, and he'll come back with relevance. Um, I like Swift. I do, and I think that he is not a bad play. But what what I, I kind of look at Swift and J.K. Dobbins similarly. What really tips the point here is D.J. Moore for 201, and for that reason, I'm going to take the J.K. Dobbins and Moore side because I think Moore is worth that 201. Um, and, and hopefully if the Panthers can get a quarterback, I feel like this is a revolving door. <laughs> I think that I think he'll, he'll be great. So, um, I'm going to take that one on that Viking three, eight, six. Appreciate the question. Moving on to rocket ship builder, which Jesus. side wins in full PPR Ridley and Michael Carter or Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Brandon Ayuk. 
I hope Rocket Ship Builder actually builds rocket ships. That would be the coolest thing. Um, and if you do build rocket ships, um, hit us up because I would really like to know that. Um, yeah, I would like to get. I would like to launch myself into the sun. So if you can make that happen, we probably could get James really Winston nice to throw you as hard as he could. Mm. We got some. Contacts. I don't have a lot of faith that that would work. That'd be pretty cool, though. I guess it's worth a shot. Yeah. I mean, that's both of them are about as likely as one another. Uh, who wins in this trade? I think Ridley and Michael Carter. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not high on Clyde Edwards Alaire. I don't think he will he will do great. And I think Michael Carter will continue to elevate himself um, with the Jets. And I, I do. I'm interested to see is the Jets going to be the Jets or have they turned over a new leaf? I think them getting rid of Adam the moron Gase was a great call. And I like Robert Salah. I think he'll he will do well. He. He did do pretty well last year with a rookie quarterback, and I, I like him. I, and I think he will find usage for Michael Carter. Um, and then Calvin Ridley is Calvin Ridley. The biggest question mark is, is he going to come back and play this next year? I lean towards yes. And then where would he go? Will he stay with the Falcons? I mean, there's there's so many different things going on with that. But I would take the, the Ridley and Michael Carter side. Um, if Ridley doesn't come back, that really sucks because Ayuk is valuable. But... If Calvin does come back, I think you win that trade pretty easily. Yeah, Calvin Ridley is the league winner if he's playing, but the problem is yes. if it was up to me, I would have banned him from the NFL last year for being a douchebag. That's not very nice. Um, so He, it, he had mental know, health I, issues, and he took it off, and I, I hope my biggest hope is that he figured out whatever mental health issues was going on and he comes back. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's my biggest hope. Yeah, that's, that's some whiny But if you owned him like you to, did – sack up and i understand the frustration and sadness yeah i also had michael carter uh and he actually did pretty well um he had a he had yeah, a little I stretch mean, he, there he, where he was someone weeks, that you could sure. play every week and um yeah yeah so i think there's there's a good chance that michael carter has a flash this upcoming season yeah and i think i think a lot of people agree with you there and i i lean the same way i think that he he has relevance and he will continue to do so i would rather have him than clyde edwards alaire but that might be a hot take. Yeah. Might not. I don't eh, like it. It might be. I don't know. Okay. I don't, you've next? made that clear to me, and that also makes me very <laughs> sad. Um, next is Tilla J, Dynasty Superflex PPR League, Zach Wilson, or a 2023 first? In a Superflex? This is, this is a good question. This really is a good question. Uh, Tilla J, I guess it really depends on do you have other pieces for quarterback around you in your Superflex League? Um, that's really what it boils down to. I would lean towards getting that 2023 first personally, um, but I, I think it really depends on the rest of your team built around you. Um, Zach Wilson, this is going to be a really interesting year for him because we need to see will he make the jump? Will he make that second year jump that we want to see from a rookie quarterback? Or will he be a Sam Darnold-esque type guy who fizzles out? Um, and th that's going to be the ultimate question. So right now I lean the 2023 first because you're you're not guaranteed to see results, but you are you have a pretty likely chance. And right now Zach Wilson really probably isn't that dynasty quarterback that you're looking for. So I'm assuming you have other pieces around you to help you. I would look at that 2023 first. Yeah, that is a uh, that is a 
solid take. And if you are a fan of podcasts that have hosts who always provide solid takes, give you good advice and good information, then you need to turn in or tune in to another turnover, which is an NBA podcast. If you're a fan of the NBA, you know the league is full of fast-paced gameplay and thrilling stories. And if you want to keep up with the NBA season's latest updates, tune in to a fun-filled podcast called Another Turnover, hosted by Chris A.A. Ron Murphy. Uh, Chris is a friend of ours. Uh, We've talked about him before. He does a great job on this podcast. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Unlike the typical basketball analysts uh, most people are familiar with, this show is told completely from a basketball fan's perspective. And Chris jokingly says that he's a fan with zero basketball credibility, but once you listen to him, you'll realize he's just being modest. He's got a ton of credibility. He knows what he's talking about. So check out new episodes on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, and be sure to follow the show on all social media platforms at Another Turnover. Do not miss it. Yeah, go check it out. If you guys are fans of NBA, uh, go give Chris a listen over at Another Turnover. He does a great job, um, and he is a statistical machine. So uh, it's a fun listen. If you guys are looking for a new podcast for basketball, give our boy A.A. Ron a listen. Love, Chris. What's our next question, Delray? Mo- moving on here to number one ass fan. Ooh, okay. so That's a good name. Yeah, I, I do want to break down his name for a second. Do you think he's a fan of asses, mm. or he's the fan of us and he's our number one fan number one ass fan maybe he's only got one ass number one ass ass cheek that could be i don't know that could be okay i i like to think he is a fan of ass i think that's the most likely I think, situation I agree. and also is is valid yeah i do love good good cheeks good ham hocks <laughs> all right so number one ass fan says who do i keep it's an auction draft out of $200. You can keep players indefinitely once you have drafted them. Three keepers a year. I will be keeping Higgins at $2, Smart. probably keeping Ridley at $6, yep. and I have room for one more keeper. Okay. These are his choices. CMC for $59, okay. Javante Williams for $8, or Michael Carter for $1. I would keep Williams for $8 on this. I think that's a pretty secured buy. CMC is not worth $60 right now, and if he comes back and plays like he did three years ago, then yeah, he's worth $60, but I think Javante has every single, uh, everything going for him to be, I'm not going to say Christian McCaffrey, because I think that's way too far of a stretch, but I think he's going to be a guy that is going to get you, uh, he's going to win you games in fantasy football, and probably for the Broncos as well. Uh, it sounds the biggest question here is, is Melvin Gordon going to come back with the Broncos? And if Melvin Gordon does come back with the Broncos, that's going to hurt Javante a little bit, but he was still crushing it. Even when Melvin Gordon was there, I like Javante Williams, $8 is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And then that opens you up for other areas to, to spend. Um, so Javante Williams, I think is, is the pretty easy, pretty easy buy here. Yep. I agree. I knew you were going to say that. So that tells me you're probably right. So we're moving on. Man, we're getting to good. Dilly Wavis. Dilly Wavis is making a return. Oh, he is. He says, I remember he last says, time he asked a question. <laughs> I love that name. God, Dilly Wavis. Welcome back, brother. Yes. Dilly Wavis is back. All right. He says, what you think? 12 team, one quarterback PPR, John Taylor and a 2.05 or Waddle Chubb and a 24 first. That is interesting. That was my attempt at like being a goat, and it sounded 
terrible. So sorry for for our listeners. It sounded like a, uh, a cartoon old man haunting a basement. <laughs> I'm glad that That's I, what I was picturing. Anyway. I got something out of that. Um, I'm taking Waddle Chubb in the 24 first on this, and the reason being, I like John Taylor a lot, and if you don't like John Taylor, uh, you're probably not playing fantasy football. But, um, I man, so as I mentioned earlier, I said sell Chubb, and <laughs> so it, uh, this is a conflict of interest perhaps, but um, you're getting Waddle out of the deal, and I, I'm a big Jalen Waddle fan. And I think he is going to be even better this year than he was last year, which is great because I think he finished wide receiver 14 on the year. Um, So I I think he is going to be that guy, and I think he's going to continue to be that guy. If Jamar Chase did not enter the league this year, Jalen Waddle would be all the rage, period. I firmly believe that. The only reason he's not is because Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase did what Jamar Chase did this year. I like Jalen Waddle. Nick Chubb is going to be sufficeable to use this year in place of John Taylor. And then you get a 24 first, which is not now, but later down the road, you're going to be grateful that you have another first round pick. And I think, and Waddle is still going to be there. Nick Chubb might not be, but Waddle will be there. A 205 is, is not great. And John Taylor, you know, could be one injury away from his season being over next year. And we don't root for injuries here, but... It has to be said. So I like Waddle Chubb in the 24 first on this one, Dilly. Dilly Wavis. I'm sure he's very happy with your answer. Moving on to Tilla J. Did he already ask a question? Maybe yes. I was just reading it. Oh, I no, he Tilla did ask J a question did. already. Yeah, Tilla J. earlier up. Uh, oh, he's, welcome he's, back He's again. a featured listener. Yeah, we should just name the episode Tilla J. <laughs> All right, he says, <laughs> we could. He says, who would you rather have in uh, Superflex PPR Dynasty League, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Playoff Lenny? Who do you think I'm going to say? Well, I, you've been hating on my boy, so I'm guessing you're going to go with Fournette, but... But? But? Uh, but, well, I'll have but, to wait and see. But? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this... I don't like Clyde. I don't like Clyde Edwards Alaire at all. But I also don't know how I feel about Leonard Fournette without Tom Brady. If Tom Brady was not had not retired this year and Leonard Fournette was going to come back, I would say playoff Lenny is a smash. And that is an easy win. The problem being is we don't know what's going to happen with uh Leonard Fournette and that that makes it tougher. I think Leonard Fournette is a better runner at his age than Clyde Edwards-Alaire is at his age. Um, Clyde is a lot younger, but I think Fournette looks better. He's he's kind of proven himself with Tom Brady that he does have hands and he can run the ball and he is still relevant. And for that reason, I, I probably lean Fournette. It's just going to depend a lot on his situation going forward. So uh, um, it, I, this one's a little bit I think bit your bias is getting the best of you on this it one. It might. Because it could be. Well, that's the thing. We have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, uh, as you've stated, seems underwhelming to you, but he's younger. He is for sure going to be playing, and he's in one of the best offenses in the league. There's no reason not to choose him over over an aging Fournette whose situation is up in the air. Yeah, and that's that is that is fair. Here's another point that I really haven't explored very much, but um, I'm interested to see 
what the running game is going to look like for the Chiefs in years to come with Patrick Mahomes still there. Is Patrick Mahomes going to become more of an elite pocket passer? Is he going to continue to roam outside of the pocket like he usually does? Because I think that hurts running backs, but that is what enables Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes and make those kind of throws uh, that he does where he's got his eyes closed and he's throwing behind him and he broke his wrist, but then he snapped it back into place and threw a 40-yard bomb. And (laughs) I mean, just like the crazy shit that he does um, is because he, he moves around. He does not sit in the pocket and that, that, tears defenses apart but it also hurts running backs because he's not looking to check down to them that often um and and that is a problem for fantasy football running backs so i i don't know i don't maybe maybe my my bias is getting the best of me here i think i personally would would rather have Fournette, but um that's why we do this is everybody's entitled to their opinions and i Mm. could be wrong you could be wrong and i love that we actually disagree on this one um, yeah, I'm not wrong because I I don't I am never wrong. Oh yeah, I, I am the wild card. Remember that? Yes, yes, you are not. So, <laughs> all, right. all right, hats off to you. Moving on to the get, last get question. Okay, the last question. the last question. We have runnings, running splash. Running He's in a 12 team superflex okay. PPR league. Are you taking Adams or Scary Terry? A 2.03 in 2022 and a 2023 second middle-of-the-round pick? Well, this is a gross question, running splash, because I I don't like... I like Scary Terry as a receiver. I don't really care about the 203 this year and a 2023 second next year. Um, I mean, yeah, you could probably get some return on, on those, but it's this is tough. I don't like Scary Terry. I... I Scary Terry was not fantasy relevant this year, and he was someone who you didn't want to drop because you were afraid that he'd pop off. If Scary Terry got a quarterback, then yes, maybe we could talk. And and I would not, I would not trade this either way on either of these players right now. I would wait until we see what's going on with both those teams because I think that changes this question dramatically. I'm not high on Scary Terry unless he gets a quarterback. Devontae Adams, is he going to be with Green Bay next year? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be with Green Bay next year? All things that need to be taken into consideration. Signs are pointing towards probably, but that might not be the case. And then at which point it could be Adams with a Jordan Love situation and you are screwed. So I I, I wouldn't trade. And if, if you're on the Scary Terry side and you're trying to trade for Adams, I wouldn't do that either. I would just both of you cancel the trade and wait is what I would do because I don't think either team wins on this one necessarily. And I, I lean towards you need to sell Adams for more, but I see the argument that Adams is, he's not getting any younger. Uh, he is an elite wide receiver, but he's not getting any younger. And that could be an argument that you could make. Scary Terry is 27. So he is not getting any younger himself. I think he's 27. Uh, and they're both, they're both great, but I'd rather have Adams and scary Terry. And especially if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, but I, I don't like either of these because I think Adams is worth a little bit better than that trade personally. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think we should hate on Adams because here's the thing. He is an elite wide receiver. Yep. Um, even if he is in a position where he is with a Jordan Love or another uh, underwhelming quarterback, he's still the top tier receiver on that team. And when you're the number one at any position, you're going to have value. Yes. Um, so scary I Terry, personally I mean, he was would that... mean Adams because he's... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, sorry. 
Oh, I just no, I, I, was, I personally would lean Adams because he's got uh, the highest upside. I mean, if he gets an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers back, you know, he's a knockout play. Um, and I, I think that that is, uh, you know, if if you if someone is offering to trade you Adams for you know Scary Terry and those picks, I'm thinking, yeah, good deal. I'll I'll take Adams. Yeah, I I think with you saying that, I think I would take Adams. Uh, Scary Terry was a wide receiver one. But he had Heineke as a quarterback, and that was not a good situation for him. So um, it's tough. It, it is tough because if if Scary Terry had a quarterback that could throw the ball, he could be right in contention right alongside Adams. So mm. um, that's that's the problem that you're dealing with. But they're both great. It's just I would I would like to see some development from those teams before I I did anything with either player because I think they both could do well. So I've, is that all the questions we got? That's it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Guys, appreciate your questions. Keep sending them. We need them. Uh, Dilly Wavis and Tilla J, appreciate it. Welcome back. Um, And anybody else, if you're listening, we would love to have your questions. Hit us up on social media and uh, and send them in. So before we conclude the episode, I want to talk to you guys about March Gladness because it is coming up and I am so freaking pumped for it. Um, not only are we going to be doing that smoke show showdown, but we are also starting at the beginning of March when this is, this is, if you're listening to this, the tweet is already out. We are giving away one free Jersey every week. It's a signed Jersey and it is going to be cool. We have different Jersey each week of a different NFL player currently in the league. It is their signed Jersey. And all you have to do is get on Twitter, retweet the tweet. And follow us. You have to retweet it, like the tweet, and then follow us. We are follow back. We would love to follow you back. Um, and then that will that's that's your entry. That is your entry. And then one lucky winner every week will win a different jersey. I'm very excited to start March Gladness. Be glad, be happy, and hopefully win a football jersey. So uh, other than that, as Scotty had said, we are starting the smoke show showdown. So go follow us on socials. Go follow us if you're a YouTube viewer and you want to you want to view some content. We are on YouTube at Leatherbrains. We will have pictures of all of the girls in our video, and then our social media will also have pictures of all of the lovely ladies. And you can take a look, give your vote, and uh, and interact with us because we are very interactive on our social, especially Twitter. We are very very interactive on there. Um, I think our Twitter guy does a great job, and uh, um, and yeah. So that is it. That is all I got. Scott, do you have anything else? Nope, that's it. Just make sure you follow us so that you can see uh, the artwork that I put together for the bracket. Um, <laughs> graphic design is my passion. Uh, so if you think that it is <laughs> underwhelming, then again, of course, you could say it with me. You're you're banned from the show. So, But take a look. Follow us and, uh, and take a look at the bracket. Uh, keep track as we go through. It'll be a lot of fun. Yep, and we appreciate the listens. We are out.